Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This is our second installment in Jameson, our story for the Divine Masculine this month. And normally I would be outside recording this. I don't know why I like to do the ASMR stories outside, but normally I would. But here in South Texas today, it will be in the single digits Fahrenheit. It's an icy snowstorm happening right now, and it's cold as you know what outside, and more cold coming in, like winds are 20 miles per hour. Um, I actually did go out for a few minutes and actually contemplated doing the recording, and I was like, no, it's getting icy, and I was kind of a little bit afraid that I wouldn't be able to walk back to my house without like getting into ice somewhere. So here I am, got some ambient sounds in the room, got a warm cup of coffee blend, and we're going to go into our continuation of what's happening with the masculine. So if you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us here. I hope you'll find this a safe, fun community with many resources to help you on your spiritual path and journey. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you and welcome to our family. So let's go ahead and get ourselves into sacred space, preparing to tell the story of Jameson and Tambor. As always, as we say here on the podcast, you can choose your listening experience. If you're new, you may just want to listen to this as being a story. And if you missed the first part, you can scroll back a couple of episodes in the podcast and just look for Jameson Part 1. And it's a continuation of the story from Tambor from January. So you can go back and listen to Tambor if you want to, because it's all feeding into each other um, January, February, and March. I think March. (laughs) I think March too. So you can choose to listen to this just as a story, kind of on the, um, I don't know, I don't want to say superficial, but on the 3D level you can just say, okay, this is just a story about two people. Or you can choose to listen to it from a higher perspective, listening for the metaphors, the meanings coming out of the story that's written. Or you can choose it to take a step higher and invite in your own spirit guides to surround you, to share messages that are meant just for you on your journey as I wrap us all in love light and light love and invite in the spirit guides who want to join us in this little love day soiree. I am recording this on Valentine's Day. 
it's so cool because I always draw, well, I don't always, but I draw, I like drawing the music oracle cards, and I got um, the Freddie Mercury card today, and he's just staring at me from across the room. I have the card kind of set up somewhere, and he's just looking at me, so I'm like, Freddie Mercury is here with us, so I think we're going to get some messages from him. <clears throat> And there's definitely some throat chakra clearing going on between the masculine and the feminine right now. I think there's just things that need to be said or things that haven't been said that, that are waiting to be said or communication that wants to happen but can't happen yet or because <clears throat> I keep having to clear my throat. So let me pause this for a second. Okay. So... Let's take a deep breath. Just asking if there's any specific spirit guide or totem in addition to Freddie Mercury that wants to join us. And we have, oh, it's our totems for the month, Owl and Stag here with us. And I actually have a candle. I'm going to light it. It wasn't lit, but I really want to light it, so let me grab it. All right, so we are lighting the coffee bean candle. I wish you could smell it because it smells, oh, it smells so, so good. It just says coffee bean. Let your light shine. Let's light that. So the benefit being indoors as I can grab little sacred tools and stuff as they are called to do. So the story is rather short. Um, I actually spent most of last week when I would have been writing Jameson finishing the second book in the Thunder Rose collection, um, The Stallion Returns. So at the end of this month, um, I'm going to be having a book launch party and live hangout over on Instagram, on my Instagram, maybe my YouTube. I need like at least three devices to make this, maybe two devices, but I, I need devices to make this work because I need one for each platform and then I like to have a, another one um, that I use for other things. So. Um, if I come up with a specific date and time for that, I will announce that here. So any of you listeners who are interested, um, can plan to attend that and we'll just be doing like the, the thought I had is we'll do, we'll launch the book, we'll talk a little bit about it. It's free to read everywhere unless you want the paperback, which is on Amazon. And, um, you know, we'll draw some cards, we'll, kind of do a month-end review of February and all the things we've done during the month and you know we'll just let you guys hang out in the chat and we'll talk and draw cards and we will I think by that point I will have recorded the March energy update so we'll just kind of ring in you know March energies as well so that'll be towards the end of this month more to follow all right so let's get into Jameson. Like I said, I started, um, didn't start writing this till yesterday because I spent most of last week doing all the editing and the book publishing for Stallion Returns. And um, all my books, if you're interested, just throw this out there quickly, um, are free in ebook format, except on Amazon. So anywhere you go for ebooks. 
So if you join Smashwords, which is free to join, that is my, my publisher, and you can follow me on Smashwords and set, you know, sign up for email notifications, and whenever I release something, because I'll be releasing quite frequently now, then you'll get an email for new releases. And that is an ebook platform, so all the books are there, and I think some people have been confused in the past, like how they read the books there, because you don't really read them on there. You have to have an ebook reader, so you'll download um, onto your device um, any ebook reader. It's um, EPUB is what the books are formatted in. So you can go to your app store on your phone or your device and download an EPUB reader. I don't think it matters which one. And then you can just go to Smashwords, download the book, and you can read it in the ebook reader of your choice. So that's Barnes and Nobles, Kobe, like all these different ones of the books are out there. <clears throat> all right, so enough of that. So I wrote all three of these chapters yesterday. And they're a little short, but I'm gonna tell you at the end what the messages are about what's happening here. As soon as I find it. So it's a little um, PG-13 naughty, just to give you a little bit of a pray, <laughs> prelude. If that's not something you're, you know, interested in hearing, then I guess you've made it this far, though. You might as well stick around. Get a, get a Kundalini activation out of it. <clears throat> When we last left Hamber and Jameson, Jameson had gone to Clive's. He just couldn't take it anymore. And Clive and Tamber were astral traveling to Mars. And <clears throat> Jameson came in, basically swooped, <laughs> like rescued Tamber and took off to take her home. And so we're picking up there with chapter four, The Door. The door opened and Jameson entered, carrying a tray with warm soup and hot coffee. They both needed to wake up and have a conversation that was more than a few words grunted at each other in passing. The past hours were spent getting to know each other. The tsunami they had both been so afraid of submerged them in a wave of passion and telepathy. They were connected now in all ways, but the most important one was the heart. They had reached Jameson's bachelor pad in the city, and they had spent time shaking off space dust and flying ointment. It only took one look into each other's eyes, and all they ever needed to know was downloaded into their higher selves. Amber, for some strange reason, she wondered, did not feel the urge to run after their lovemaking. She felt safe and strangely at home in his arms. And Jameson did not feel the need to get up and run out the door to work or off the planet. They were in a good place at the moment, but they both wondered when reality would set in to ruin everything. As the hours passed, they grew more comfortable and felt like maybe there was no other shoe that would drop and mess everything up. And then the phone rang. 
Jameson kissed Tambor lightly on the shoulder, reaching past her to get his cell. Dakar's name flashed on the screen. Jameson hit decline and pushed back into the pillows. He reached up and touched Tambor's cheek. She felt flushed. You okay, he whispered into her ear, licking the back of her neck. Well, when you put it like that, she said, moving on top of him. The sheets sizzled and they made the most amazing love, like two puzzle pieces that you suddenly find at the bottom of the box. The two that you realize had been missing all along and were all that was required to complete the entire masterpiece. Chapter five, the phone. It was dark again and Jameson's phone rang again. It was high core. He had to get this one or the old guy would just teleport in. Sir, Jameson said, trying to be respectful. He didn't really want to work right now. Where have you been? Highcore said, trying to pull rank. Under the sheets, Jameson said in all seriousness. Tambor laughed and pulled his hair. She would seduce him again, even if he was on the phone. She was enchanted by all of him. And yet she still didn't know what all this would mean moving forward. Does it have to mean more right now? Jameson had asked her earlier, and she seriously pondered the question. What did it really mean? She felt stuck on a wheel of thought and decided she needed to relax. Well, no more resting, Highcourt said. We need you on an assignment, and since you've relieved yourself off the post with the girl, he trailed off. Oh, hold on, he said, putting the phone down. Jameson half thought to put the phone down too and end the call. Tambor's hand had snuck under the covers and was distracting him. That was Dakar, Highcourt said. He needs help right now, and his other agent is offline. Meet him at his home in 24 hours, Highcourt said, ending the call. Jameson didn't want an assignment, but he had dedicated himself to the light. And when the bringers of the light called, he was compelled to respond. 24 hours, he thought with excitement. He touched Tambor's hand and led it to the magical places he liked to have touched so much. He caressed her, kissing her with his mouth and tongue. She tasted salty. Chapter 6, Dakar's Door Jameson lifted himself up and off the rooftop. He felt like flying. He needed to feel the air against him. He missed this part of hawk life, but decided he could shift back and forth at whim. His place wasn't that far from Rockaway Point, and he needed the exercise. He flew over waters and earth, making note of how the weather was shifting. A snowstorm was blowing in. He didn't want to fly home in the snow. He touched down at the center of town and waved his wing, shifting back into his regular wear. He had stashed clothes at the location long ago, just in case. He dressed quickly, keeping out of sight if prying eyes. If that Polly Williker spotted him, he might never make it to Dakar's. She loved to chat him up. Tight abs and a good face can do that sometimes. He buttoned his cashmere coat up and put on his tam-o-shanter. No, he would need to remain in complete control here. 
Who knows what Dakar wanted to talk to him about, or talk him into for that matter. He reminded himself that he was on duty. But Tamber had looked so irresistibly lickable when he left. He wanted to get back to her stat. He walked the few blocks up the hill to the run-down cottage. He wondered why the well-to-do warlock had let the place go. Knocking the fallen snow off his boots, he rang the bell. Ding-dong, ding-dong. No response. In his mind, he heard her calling him. From far-off recesses and through the ether, she touched him, body and soul. The door opened, and Jameson shot back a not-now-working message to her. She responded back with acknowledgement. Where have you been, buddy? Dakar said, opening the door swiftly. He looked a little flushed himself. I could really use your help, he said, handing Jameson a hot toddy. Come on in out of the cold, and I'll tell you all about it. And that was it. And I was like, what? So it's like, I just feel like the divine masculine's in a holding pattern right now. And so is the divine feminine. Like they had this passionate time together, but then they both got kind of pulled into other things. Well, Tamara's not even pulled into other things. She's just kind of like at home waiting. And Dakar, and I'm sorry, not Dakar, Jameson is, now he has to go work. He has to go work for the bringers of the light. And who knows what Dakar is up to? Like, I have no sense of that. It was like, what are Dakar and Abigail up to here? So let me just tap into the guides that are here with us and see if they want to add more. Because we're recording this on, you know, what can be a touchy subject day, Valentine's Day, especially if you're not in union with your partner, your divine counterpart, your soulmate, whatever label you want to put on it. And I just feel like Freddie Mercury <laughs> has some stuff to say. So let me just see here. Oh, it's the stuff we always hear. <laughs> so everything's as it should be. You're safe and all is well. Trust in the magic of divine timing. Because you'll get through this with fortitude and strength. And if you have to distract yourself from your union by going to work, <laughs> going to hang out in the astral realms, I don't know, staying at home and doing whatever Tamber's doing, then maybe it's best so that you don't go into negativity about your partnership. That you do something to distract your mind, take your mind off of not being able to be with your one. Just relax. All is well. Have faith and trust. So I do want to read a couple of poems that were channeled the other day by me in regards to union. So I'm going to grab those real quick and read those out. Um, and 
you know, everything here on the podcast, well, the podcast itself is, uh, you might as well call it channel, but all the writings I do are downloads from source through the guides and the personas that bring them forward to me out onto the pages via what, you know, some people call automatic writing or stream of consciousness writing. So all of these have meanings and metaphors and underlying thoughts in addition to just being like really cool stories that I love to write. So let me grab these poems. Hold on, I'm going to pause this. Okay, these are extra special magic because they're handwritten. Most of my books and stuff I write um, in Google Keep on my phone. But these are actually handwritten, so I'm going to just flip some pages. So there's two that I'm being guided to read to you now. And the first one is called Dragonfire. And this came up in the last podcast. So um, a couple days ago, I recorded Fire and Desire with Rick James and Tina Marie. And if you haven't heard that one yet, you might want to go back and listen. It's more messages of love and passion and um, just advice I guess from a couple that I consider to be well to me they're a power couple we look past their 3d life that they had and they're a very powerful uh, spiritually um, enlightened power couple Tina Marie and Rick James but the first poem that I'm gonna read is called dragon fire so this is for those of you these two poems are for those of you that are wanting to find your soulmate find your counterpart you may know who this person is you may have already had a somewhat of a union with this person and then you went into separation or of some sort and since we're never truly apart um you know you may have been in union with this person in a previous lifetime and you You haven't met each other yet in this lifetime, but you just know deep in your heart that they're out there somewhere waiting for spirit to guide them towards you. So these are messages to keep your spirits high. So the first one is dragon fire. To unite as one, we need to quell a feeling as if all is not well. We are as one in spiritual truth. Sometimes we may not understand the boost we receive when one or the other is in fear, and then it repels from coming near. If we can face and conquer it here, our union is eminent and very near. And then the second poem is about karmic contracts. So those of you that are in a third party relationship and you're like, I know this is done. I know this has come to an end, but I feel like I'm in this like waiting room, waiting for the new to begin, waiting for my divine counterpart, my divine masculine or my divine feminine to find me and get this new version of life going. The second poem was written exactly the same time, right after the first one. This one's called Karmic Contracts. Karmic contracts come to a close. The feeling is not one of who knows. The union is certain of that it is clear. Clean the drama. It's not needed here. 
Our union will come in divine holy grace. All karmic partners will release in haste. Angels are guiding you, do not fear, for union is eminent and very near. And the affirmations are, I believe, I have faith, and I trust that you are coming. And if you are starting to doubt that or not sure, again, if this is all just some made-up dream in your mind, um, I'm here to say, no, it's not. This love is very real. I also invite you to join me in the Guided by Angels community. I have, you know, I'm not affiliated with it in any way other than um, it's just a really high vibe space where Liz um, is on every day to help, you know, do readings for Twin Flames and counterparts and the Divine Masculine, the Divine Feminine. And she's really, really good at it. And she's very uplifting. And um, I'm just a part of that community. Um, and that's the space that I, you know, um, have been doing some of these little workshops and stuff in for my own um, divine counterpart journey. Um, but we've been working a lot with affirmations and so forth and, and workshops to bring ourselves closer to our, our counterpart. And um, that's where some of these affirmations come in because we have daily homework of, you know, doing things to bring us closer to union. So I believe, I have faith, and I trust that you are coming. And that's all for today. So I'm really happy to be with you here. Um, I'm looking over at Freddie Mercury, and he's saying, (laughs) well done, darling. And I look forward to... Seeing you all again on our, seeing you all again. We haven't done a live, but um, with the live, I'll announce it here. And if you're interested in The Stallion Returns and you haven't read the first installment, Moxie and Roses, that's also available for free over on Smashwords. So I invite you to go check that out. And um, next week, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be doing yet. We do have the third and final installment in our Healing Through Avalon series, which is Union. Talking about Union. So on that note, I will leave you on this blustery, cold Sunday morning. And I will see you all again soon in the next episode. Take care. This episode has been brought to you by the Thunder Rose Ranch and Forest, a sacred place where the beings of light surrounding its etheric location are here to teach love to all humanity. We want to thank you so much for joining us. Take care.